team. Welcome to the Freedom Hut. we got a show for you here on Wednesday. Thanks for joining. Appreciate you being here. Let's get to it. We have an assault covered up for reasons of wokeness and political correctness in a Virginia school. Tells you a lot about the agenda of the left and silencing parents these days. We'll discuss the details on that. Plus, you are not allowed to use the term trap house, apparently, according to Yale Law School, if you are also using the term the Federalist Society anywhere. That is not allowed. The supply chain issue is going to get worse. Inflation is rising. Prices up 5% last month. The things that you need, gas, food, all that getting more expensive, almost like exactly what we've told you was going to happen, is happening. America, that's the situation. And more on the Southwest Airlines situation. Is it actually a uh, a sick out situation or is it just a confluence of other factors? We'll discuss all of that and more. But born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation carries forward a legacy of courage and heroism. To mark 20 years, Tunnel to Towers is gifting America's heroes and their families with 200 mortgage-free homes. To honor the fallen, Chairman and CEO Frank Siller walked more than 500 miles through six states in 42 days, from the Pentagon to Shanksville, culminating at Ground Zero on 9-11. Towers of Light returned to the Pentagon and Shanksville Memorials in remembrance. For the first time, those we lost to 9-11-related illness are being honored at a ceremony September 12th. On Veterans Day, another first, the soldiers we lost in the war on terror are having their names read aloud. The words never forget require action. Do good and take action now. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. I mentioned the story yesterday, and I wanted to give you more details on it today, spend more time on it, because of what it tells us about what's really going on. Why is the left so upset? We'll start with a broader proposition. Why is the left so upset about people speaking out in these school board meetings? Isn't that the purpose of a school board meeting? Aren't parents supposed to be able to say, you know what? We think that what you're teaching our kids is harmful, is untrue. We think that the politicization, the indoctrination of our children is wrong. Isn't that why it's supposed to exist? You have to remember, if the left didn't have control and it didn't have it doesn't have control of these things because it builds them. It seizes like a terrorist seizing the controls of a an airplane in the cockpit. They didn't build the plane, right? Not a great pilot, but they seize control of institutions because they have a lust for power and they have no moral compunction about how they seize power. So they're very good at taking control of things, and they have done that. I mean, you know, the left didn't build the the progressive left of the 20th century. They didn't build the hallowed universities that they now run with an iron fist. Right? They didn't build these government agencies and institutions. Well, in some cases, maybe they built them. Depends on how new they are. That they now wield as the fourth branch of government against the American people. But they do understand how to get into the cockpit and take the levers of power. That's what they're excellent at. They've done that in the public school system across the country. And I think that conservatives have lulled themselves into a false sense of security by thinking You know what we can do in response to this? Just try to push for neutral teaching. There's no such thing as neutral teaching. You can either teach American history where you believe America is a great country and this is a magnificent experiment in democracy and we've been bequeathed this amazing republic by our founding fathers and those who came before us and those who shed blood on 
foreign and domestic battlefields to preserve our freedom. You can believe that or you can think that this is a evil, racist, oppressive, colonialist entity that must always pay uh, pay reparations and homage to not just anybody here, but the rest of the world for all the bad things we've done. Right. We, we have to always be apologizing the constant bowing tour. That's another version, another vision of America. We don't want kids to be taught that in schools, uh, but that's what's going on now. And you can see we talk often about the weaponization of bureaucracy for political ends. There's also a weapon weaponization going on ideologically in the schools against traditional American values. There was a mom who went viral on uh, because there's a video of her and she's it's on Fox News dot com today. A concerned parent who survived the Chinese Revolution sounds the alarm on the DOJ and school board scare tactics. And this is one of those moments. This is a circumstance where she Van Fleet is her name. She's coming forward and saying this reminds me a bit of the cultural revolution that occurred back in the in the 60s and 70s in China. Here is what she says about it. When I was in China, I spent my entire school years in the Chinese Cultural Revolution. So I'm very, very familiar with the communist tactics of how they divide people, how they cancel the Chinese traditional culture and destroy our heritage. And all this is happening here in America. Now they are labeling parents and concerned citizens like me as domestic terrorists. What that can do? You may lose your freedom. I do have a question. What's next step? Is the Tiananmen Square crackdown the next? Would the parents one day risk their lives just to speak out for their children? That's why I'm here. It was quite... An unsettling day when that memo came out from the attorney general, the chief law enforcement officer of the United States government, threatening, essentially, parents for speaking out about the leftist indoctrination that their children are put through in schools. And when she talks about this, this mother talks about the cultural revolution. Remember what that really meant, what was going on back then. There were the Red Guards, which was a pseudo military designation adopted by secondary school and university students, uh, university students who saw themselves as Chairman Mao's vanguard. So it was actually students who were mobilized and used to police and in the most thuggish possible fashion, intimidate the rest of society into compliance. So this mentality you see on college campuses of students who demand you only use certain words or not use, you know, you don't use some words, only certain people can say certain things. They're looking for total control. They are totalitarian in their approach. At a prestigious secondary school, for example, in Beijing, where both Mao Zedong and Deng Xiaoping, former premier of China, uh, attended school, students beat a teacher savagely and left her dying in a handcart. I mean, there are, there are these famous incidents. This is at one of the most prestigious private schools in all of China at the time. This is back during the Cultural Revolution. And one of the reasons she was attacked was just because the students thought that she had inadequate, they said, inadequate love and respect for Chairman Mao. 
feel like there's some Democrats who wish they could get away with this kind of stuff for Republicans who have inadequate love and respect shown for Obama. Maybe even Biden, but everyone knows Biden's kind of a clown and a loser. The Red Guards paraded people through the streets during the Chinese Communist Revolution. Xi Jinping, by the way, who's China's current president, his half-sister was persecuted to death. There were people tortured by the Red Guards, and she was so uh, hounded by them. Remember, by the high school students and university students, the current premier of China's sister committed suicide because of all the intimidation and harassment she received during the Cultural Revolution. So this is not that long ago. She himself, Xi Jinping, right, our, our primary adversary in the world stage, China, the guy who runs that country, he was one of 16 million youths who were exiled to the countryside, and he actually had to spend time hiding in a cave. That was how out of control things got in the 60s and 70s in China because of a cultural revolution. So when someone is giving you a warning that who lived through it, that there are similar similar undertones here, there's a similar approach that the totalitarian mindset, the brainwashing, the viciousness, the mob mentality that is on display by the left today in America and particularly by many of the bureaucracy educators out there. The administrators, the school superintendents trying to use diversity and inclusion education and critical race theory to divide Americans and turn them against each other. I think we should listen to those warnings. I think we should pay close attention to it. Of course, the left doesn't want you to do that, which is why they are so quick to resort to intimidation. Right? They're so quick to pull that lever to try to terrify people into submission right away because they actually cannot stand against the American people. If we became united against this lunacy, they know that their power would start to crumble and that would upset them more than anything. That's the thing they love most of all. Come back and tell you about this story in Virginia in just a moment that we mentioned yesterday. This this young girl um, who was assaulted in Loudoun County, which is the front line of the battle over critical race theory, teaching transgender student policy, transgender students using bathrooms of of uh, girls. It's, o- it's always male transitioning to female. That is the issue at hand here. I've never seen it the other way. We'll come into all that uh, in just a moment. When running a business, HR issues can kill you. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, ra- labor regulations. And HR manager salaries aren't cheap, an average of $70,000 a year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small business. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. And your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding determinations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day all for just $99 a month. Month Month-to-month, no hidden fees, cancel anytime. You didn't start your business because you want to spend all day long on HR compliance. Let Bambi help. Get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash buck right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash buck. B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash buck. Loudoun County is the front line of the battle between concerned parents and a school bureaucracy that thinks that it 
functions above and beyond the accountability of parents wanting the best for their children, wanting their children to be safe. On June 22nd, and big hat tip to Luke Rosiak over at The Daily Wire for this reporting, this in-depth piece that he's written on this with a lot of corroboration, a lot of detail that really adds necessary context to this story. On June 22nd, Scott Smith was arrested at a Loudoun County, Virginia school board meeting, a meeting that was ultimately deemed an unlawful assembly after many attendees vocally opposed a policy on transgender students, Rosiak writes. What people did not know is that weeks prior on May 28th, uh, Smith says a boy allegedly wearing a skirt entered a girl's bathroom at a nearby stone at nearby Stonebridge High School where he sexually assaulted Smith's ninth grade daughter. As a result of the viral video showing his arrest, Smith became the poster child for what the National School Board Association has since suggested would be a form of domestic terrorism, a white blue collar male who showed up to harangue obscure public servants. But Smith's attorney, Elizabeth Lancaster, has a story you need to know. The Daily Wire has confirmed that a boy was charged with two counts of forcible sodomy, one count of anal sodomy, one count of forcible fellatio related to an incident at the school on May 28th. So let me just make very clear here. They attacked, really assaulted a father because he was angry because weeks before a school board meeting, his ninth grade daughter was viciously sexually assaulted by a male transgender student in the girl's bathroom. That is what happened here based on the facts as we have them. And I don't have to say alleged because we don't know the name of the perpetrator because juvenile records are sealed and because also I'm sure this is all true based on the fact pattern. But it's stunning to see how this all unfolds. Rosiak writes more here. A woman wearing a rainbow rainbow heart shirt. This is at the school board meeting. A left wing community activist told the father Smith she did not believe his daughter. His rage reached a boiling point. He had a heated exchange of words with her. And then a police officer pulled on Smith's arm. Smith yanked it away. And then before he knows it, Smith says he was hit in the face, handcuffed and dragged across the floor with his pants pulled down. Images of the incident were splashed on television and newspapers across the world. Well. An activist. All of a sudden, no longer part of the Me Too movement on the left, huh? Oh, if it means that we're going to pr protect a a trans student from accountability here to protect the trans agenda. All of a sudden, believe women in this case, believe a young teenage girl, a ninth grader doesn't apply anymore in the left wing activist mind. And it's not just the left wing activists. It's the school as well, the school bureaucracy. But we'll get into that. Buta Bibaraj, the county's progressive top elected prosecutor, who has close ties to the school board's most liberal members, appeared in court to personally prosecute Smith for disorderly conduct and resisting arrest. Bibaraj ran on a platform of ending mass incarceration, but she wanted to put Smith in jail for misdemeanors. Once again, politicization of justice in the service of a left-wing agenda. The end mass incarceration left-wing progressive prosecutor wants to throw a dad who's angry about his ninth grade daughter being uh, sexually assaulted by a trans female student or trans male student or whatever the preferred nomenclature is. 
because he was upset about that and because somebody antagonized him at a school board meeting about it, he should go to prison for a while. Yeah, you're starting to notice something here, right? The usurpation of the justice system by ideologically motivated left-wing activists is one of the biggest threats we face in this country. It's all over the place. When that, whenever there's politics involved, they will, they will do everything they can to act as weapons for the left. The left loves it. They don't care that it's unjust. They just care about power. We'll keep going here. On October, Smith, uh, October 6th, according to the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office, a 15-year-old was charged with sexual battery and abduction after police said he forced a girl into an empty classroom, held her against her will, and touched her inappropriately. Lancaster says the suspect is the same boy that allegedly attacked Smith's daughter. So you've got a trans student sexual predator running around. You've got the school attacking the dad of the victim girl in the first instance, the first assault. And you've got the prosecutor trying to go after the father of the sexually assaulted girl. And everyone's trying to keep it hush hush about the trans individual who's running around sexually assaulting young girls. This is all in Loudoun County, Virginia. In the last few months, that, this is all occurring basically this summer. And sure enough, they were trying to do everything in their power to keep this from getting out there. They didn't want people to know. The school claimed when Smith had showed up to that meeting, that school board meeting, that the incident was being handled in-house. The sexual assault against his daughter was being handled in-house by the school. Fortunately, he brought it to the sheriff's department and the sheriff's department, to their credit, did take it seriously. And so there was a rape kit given to the young girl. There were um, there, there was data collected to prove that she had been sexually assaulted. If they had handled it in house in the school, I'm sure nothing would have happened because they've got to protect the trans agenda, protecting the trans agenda to school board members who are progressive ideologues is more important than protecting a ninth grade girl from a sadistic sexual assault in the girl's bathroom by a boy wearing a skirt. You following all this? This this is the left. This is the modern left in America, friends. This is the way they do things. So the principal of the school put out a statement on the day of the uh, the incident where Smith, the father, showed up at the school outraged about what had happened to his daughter. And they put out a statement saying that there was an incident involving Smith because he was so angry. There was nothing put out there about what about this young girl? There was nothing put out there about the risk of a trans, uh, a trans female rapist running around because that's what happened. No, they were worried about the dad. The concerned father was the risk to public safety, according to the principal of the school here. So you're starting to see how all this comes together. You're starting to see what really ends up happening when the left is in charge. So what they did here was they used this incident. Uh, they used this incident with the father at the school board meeting to try to depict crazy, outraged parents who are a threat to public safety because they hate the school board parents so much. Right. That's that's supposed to be the takeaway from this. That's what you're supposed to think. Meanwhile. 
What you really had was a dad who was outraged that his daughter had been sexually assaulted and the high school where it occurred was doing everything possible to keep it hush-hush and make sure there were no real consequences for the assailant because he is trans. That was the way all of this went down. That is the reality of the situation. And this guy, Smith, the dad, has been held up as the the uh, archetype, if you will, of an outraged parent who poses a risk at school board meetings. He's the bad guy, you see. That's why Attorney General Merrick Garland had to put out the statement that he did. That's why the DOJ is thinking about mobilizing the FBI to go after people who pose a threat to our wonderful public servants. <clears throat> it's stunning. Two, two girls, two young girls sexually assaulted here. And the school is just worried about the parent. The school is just worried about how he's a risk to public safety, not worried in his favor, worried about what he's going to do. And that school board meeting, by the way, they were discussing the trans bathroom policy. If you were a father whose young daughter had just been raped in a school by a trans student in the girls in the girls bathroom, and then you had administrators standing up because this is all what happened, saying there's absolutely no danger, no problem whatsoever with male students, students with male genitalia using the female bathroom because they say they're trans. I think anybody would be pretty enraged in that situation. That's what happened with this guy. But you see, if you want even the most basic justice and if you want protection for your children and you want to save them from the ideological brainwashing that is going on in so many public school systems across the country because the left has turned these play, these taxpayer funded institutions into factories of left wing activism and making your kids incapable of thinking for themselves and just believing all of the worst kinds of left wing socialist critical race theory propaganda if you stand against that you are a threat to public safety if you see the loudon county public school a bigger threat a parent wanting his child to be safe is a bigger threat in the eyes of the left than a multiple sexual assault predator running around wearing a skirt because he feels like it according to the article that's what you take from this that's what you should know we're dealing with in this country when you're talking about the uh, the left wing activists and how they uh, enforce their agenda. All right. I've, I've got a few other. I, I don't really have time to get to all the things that I wanted to today. So I'll have to say we'll take a mulligan. We'll take a, a second crack at some of it. Um, you do have. Oh, Yale Law School. They someone sent out an invite saying, come hang out at our trap house for a party. Trap house is a house where they sell drugs. But they are associated with the Federalist Society. So now Yale Law School brought in the diversity educators and all that stuff and want them to basically apologize slash, you know, grovel because the black student union is upset that the Federalist Society associated group or the group that has students who are in the Federalist Society used trap house as a term. Now, there's a podcast by three white socialists called the Chapo Trap House, which I'm sure is utter garbage, but it exists. No one thinks that's racist. That's fine. But because of the Federalist Society situation because of the conservative tie-in that's why there has to be a different approach here and let me also say this is why with the john gruden case they keep saying that he attacked biden why is that relevant there's no there's no issue in america with saying bad words about a president right you're allowed to call a president a blankety blanking blank blank at least i thought you were in america 
But they keep reporting on that to show everybody, oh, Gruden's a right wing guy. So we really got to destroy him. That's the point. He's a little bit right of center. I don't know how right of center. So he deserves to be ruined. This is the way they play the games. Oh, by the way, uh, Brown Sugar, the Rolling Stones song. That has also now been canceled because of some of its lyrics. So even the Rolling Stones coming in for cancellation on this. Tomorrow we'll talk more about the uh, theft situation, the uh, massive industrial level theft going on from stores all across the country, uh, shoplifting and the shoplifting scourge and how this is now also a thing that the social justice left will not deal with. They're fine with it. They think that this is a redistribution of wealth by direct action. Thanks for hanging out with me here on the Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate your time as always. We'll have more for you tomorrow. Please spread the word about the show. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Shields high.